you know, I don't know. What does it mean to be a sellout? You know, I, I'm, I'm making sacrifices to be able to do what I love to do and continue to, I, I'm blessed to, to be able to go surfing every day. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have two neighbors of mine. Rob Machado, he's a professional surfer, if you didn't know, and Taylor Steele, founder of Salento Tequila, two great entrepreneurs and two great personalities. Welcome to The Playbook, you guys. Thank you for having us. having us. Yeah. You know, the whole world's colliding, at least my world's collide, and you see how, you know, we grow up in a certain area, blocks away from each other. Everyone has their differences in where they went in their career. And somehow we all have back merged together. And uh, I call it a crossover world where athletes, celebrities, entertainers, rappers, billionaires, millionaires, and now even entrepreneurs are celebrities. Um, You know, Rob, when you started surfing, did you have any idea that it would lead to you being a brand and a celebrity? Absolutely not. You know, (laughs) like, just the fact that I could go surfing and get paid, you know, like my first sponsor paid me 500 bucks a month. And I thought I was just, I was winning. I was, you know, I was, I was buying my friend's pizza and, you know, I was, I was, I was killing it. And, but, you know, back then it was all about, it was all about, you know, um, you work for a brand. They basically were like, all right, we're going to send you on this trip, get a photo. We're going to run an ad in a magazine. And, and you're like, Whoa, I'm in a magazine. This is so sick. And you work for the brand and that's now kind of the whole script has kind of flipped and, and the individuals have become brands and you, now you, the, there's partnerships and it's, it's, I don't know, it's just a neat little evolution really. And then on the other side too, Taylor, I mean, you know, you and I have had uh, distinguished, let's just say professions, you're award winning, award winning filmmaker. And somehow now the script has flipped once again. You're your own brand. The filmmaking business has changed dramatically. And you're also an entrepreneur with what I consider to be the best organic tequila out there. Uh, and for you, when you were younger, you know, did you see your passion turning around as it has beyond just being a traditional filmmaker, a great filmmaker of surfing into this, you know, eclectic icon and brand yourself? Yeah, the the whole brand side of it, I, I think I was aware of it early on, um, which is why I sort of used my name prevalent in, in titles uh, in the movie. I would uh, put my whole name um, in there. And it, that was almost to be hired by these big brands that Rob was talking about that were sponsoring him, um, the Billabongs and the Quicksilver. My goal was to make a surf movie and then be hired by these brands. But my movies sort of took off and, and I was able to just create that as its own brand going forward. Um, I rode that roller coaster all the way through the whole DVD world into oblivion when it went to YouTube and Bit, BitTorrents and all these other things. Um, and, and basically videos became disposable. And so I had to reinvent myself and start making commercials for brands and follow that journey. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I had some moral dilemmas with sort of selling, selling uh, something that I didn't believe in. And that's what sort of led me to starting Salento, something that I could create from ground up that I really, truly um, 
put consideration to every part of the process. And do you guys ever feel like you sold out? You know, one of the things when we're following our passion uh, and building, you know, whatever our skill sets were, I know Rob, you had stated, you know, just getting paid $500 to surf was a miracle. Uh, but as your brands have grown and your business savvy has escalated, do you ever feel like a sellout that, you know, there's no reason you should have all this and either not feeling worthy or, or that you're an imposter of some sort because you do get to do what you love, but you're paid a lot to do it now. You know, like you think back, like, okay, I was getting paid 500 bucks from Quicksilver, right? Quicksilver went public, you know, like, I guess you could call me a sellout. You know, I was, <laughs> I was taking money from these big corporations to uh, do what I love. And, um, you know, I think what it boils down to, and Taylor touched on this, is we recognized early on that we, we wanted to work with our friends. And, and that's what Taylor did, like, so well. He was like, all right, I'm going to start filming with, you know, Kelly and Shane and Ross and, you know, and our whole group of friends. We became our own little entity, you know, under Taylor's umbrella. You know, it was the Taylor Steele movies. I was like, when's the new Taylor Steele movie coming out? You know, and Taylor created um, all of that. And, um, you know, it's, I think, I like to think that all the brands that I've worked for, there was always an underlying friendship that I, there was some connection to the brand that I've always felt connected. I mean, you know, I don't know, what does it mean to be a sellout? You know, I, I'm, I'm making sacrifices to be able to do what I love to do and continue to I, I'm blessed to, to be able to go surfing every day. Right on. I think, I think I heard something recently that fits for you, Rob, in particular is um, a quote of you could either pound nails and do construction to go surfing, or you could surf to go surfing. And so you went down the category of being a, a pro surfer to go surfing and it, it hasn't affected your love of it. Um, uh, you know, for me, for me, David, like th that question is, is more in the tone of, do we, did I feel worthy of being in this career? Um, and there was many times that I was with Rob and Kelly and these guys where I felt like just uh, an imposter or like not really carrying my weight in that space. And it, it's, it's important to sort of surround yourself with, with people that are inspiring and positive and doing things that you love to elevate your whole game and try to step up and not to be, um, you know, doing that for, for, for only business reasons, but just for surround yourself with friends that are, are positive as well. And so for me, I've always felt that. And, and then there's a certain stage where I grew into my comfort level of who I was and that all went away. And I was just sort of, you know, emotionally mature enough to be proud of my own accomplishments and my own sort of uh, road to success. Well, I believe in activity you get paid for and activity you don't get paid for. So uh, there are no sellouts in my world. There's just guys that are smart enough to have activity that they love uh, easily and get paid uh, a lot to do it. Now, in your positions, one of the interesting things, you know, I ran a big sports agency, so I've been around uh, some big traditional stick and ball sport guys, boxers, et cetera. And it's very difficult for them to decide what their next venture is. And considering, you know, whether it's Sydney Frank for years with vodka or tequila or whatever brand there is, 
how did you guys make a decision to move into the tequila space and you know why organic tequila and most importantly Salento what was you know the attraction to pick this out of all the different things that you guys could be doing yeah you know the the journey began um you know sort of where where I hinted at before where the whole um surf movie world disappeared and I had to go and start making commercials and, and learning that field and, and sort of reinventing myself and being, uh, have that beginner's mindset and really, um, be not good at something again. And, and that's a challenge. And I went through that route and I learned how to do it and I, I got better at it and to the point where, um, Corona Australia hired me to be a creative director down there. And I started, uh, seeing sort of the business side of, of, of that brand and understanding how to, um, you know, get to the market and, and when and timing and just sort of understood sort of the real marketing on a high level on a big, big company like that. And from there, um, being a creative director there, I got hired to be um, creative directors for other brands and, and really sort of designing the company and, and helping them with their, even from mission statements on, on up to how their packaging looks. And I just really, at, at one stage, I was doing a bunch of those and I just had this moral dilemma of, of just not really, um, you know, not really being uh, 100% aligned with what the brands were standing for. Maybe they stood for parts that I aligned with, but not other parts. And, and I, I, it just pushed me further and further into um, creating a brand that I really wanted to build. And for me, like I, I wanted the brand to be aligned with what I was at in my personal uh, space and, and stage and, and what I wanted to be around. And so that sort of pointed to uh, tequila um, in the sense that I was looking at the alcohol space in uh, Australia at the time, because that's where I was living. And there's a lot of macho and bravado with drinking at times. And that didn't align with me. And I felt like I could maybe bring a positive energy to that and sort of help people sort of like get rid of that element and, and treat it more mature and more grown up and, and enjoy it more and not, not use alcohol as an escape from their reality, but more of a way to elevate what they have and, and, and be more present. And so as I started going down that route and, and thinking about that side of it, um, it pushed me further down into what, what would be that um, space and what is something that I, I enjoy and tequila is something that I've been enjoying for a long time. And so as I started researching it more and understanding that like, there's a lot of tequila brands, but all of them taste different. And, and it's more like wine than it is maybe vodka where, where they're all um, taste very similar. And so for me, that's where I started to get uh, excited by. And that's when I went down to Mexico and really started learning and visiting the distilleries. I fell in love with the community down there and the way that the whole process works and, and how it takes seven years for the uh, perfect ripeness and, and the harvest and the way you cut it affects the taste and, and just the sort of the, the skill involved in it all. And so once I had that, I felt that that whole thing aligned with what I would bring in the marketing side and packaging. And, and then I sort of, yeah, worked backwards from that, but um, it took, it, it was a, I knew I wanted to do something. And then that felt like the real fit as I really learned more about it. 
And Rob, where's the fit for you? I mean, you have so many different opportunities. Is this just another brand that you put your name to, or is it something that you're applying your skills and your knowledge and your relationships to? No, uh, Taylor came to me pretty early on. You know, I think uh, it, Taylor definitely had already planted like the tequila seed in his brain. And when he came to me, it was like, I, I was very much ready to go down that road. Um, you know, I, I, kind of looked in that world, um, different, different, different opportunities and nothing really rang true. But when, you know, Taylor, like amazing friend that I've worked with for years and years and years and like, all right, we're going to start this from the ground floor and we're going to build this. And, you know, I was, I got to be involved in bottle design name, you know, coming up with like from, from the get go and like labels and, you know, the whole, the whole program. And, um, it was just really cool to see something and be a part of something from that ground level, which doesn't happen very often, you know, in, in my world, it's always, uh, I'm always brought in later in the game, it feels like. So, uh, you know, two things, you know, to be brought in on that ground level and to work with one of your best friends, is just like, it's a no brainer. And, and go ahead um, to add to that, you know, Rob, Rob's usually used as a face of a brand and for Salento, he's not. And he's more behind on the business side. Uh, Rob's business skills are awesome. He helped us uh, align with our distributor, um, Young's Distribution. And there's just a, a, you know, from aesthetics of the brand to to the distribution was when was Rob's skill sets used in this. So, um, yeah. You know, so interesting because you guys really, uh, I think, have articulated well your friendship and how important not only your friendship, but... Shane and, and Kelly and, and everyone throughout your careers that you've maintained a bond uh, with each other. And for you, what are, you know, you looking for in a friend and are you still, you know, do you have that tight group that no one else is allowed in? Or are you, are you still creating new friendships and relationships? Uh, you, you could join our group, Dave. All right. <laughs> okay. It worked. I'm in. Come down to my beach house. I need a surfing lesson. It's been too long. <laughs> right on. <laughs> no, is there a certain characteristic in a, in a friend that you guys see within, you know, there's a collective consciousness that's created when you guys surround yourself that long yep. with each other. You know, what is a characteristic or two that you guys have developed or you look for? You want to go first, Rob? Or, um, yeah, I'll, I'll Are you guys in a fight? One. Are you guys in a fight? Is this a <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you no hard questions. <laughs> no, I, you know, like for me, it's being authentic and, and, you know, um, and this goes true just for, for myself is like, what is the intentions and, and, and how are you being authentic to yourself? Um, I, you know, uh, all my friends have sort of this certain, uh, parameters where they don't feel phony and they're not sort of there just for the business opportunity. You know, it's, it's, it's there where it's all about that connection and, and sort of what, what we sort of, what version of ourselves are we when we're around each other? Right on. Anything to add, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say like surfers are very interesting creatures and, you know, like I think I, we spent a lot of, of, a big portion of our early surfing lives is like this real tight niche group. And we still have that group. Like it's like, we're very tight, but I think like Taylor said, it's like, you know, now we've, uh, we've expanded our horizons and we're, we've learned so much and, and growing up being able to travel around the world and being in submersed in different cultures and, and, and just different 
different lifestyles that, um, I, I, you know, everyone has a story and it's like, there's so it's like, there's so many interesting people out there. And it's like, we used to be, I think kind of a more, a little tight little bubble. And I think we've all now realized that like, man, there's just, there's so many good people that want to do good things. And, and, and like Taylor said, it's not just like, Oh, I want to invest. I want to be this. And I want to know when I'm going to get my return. It's more like, I want to be involved in something cool. Like, I like you guys. There's, there's a, there's a friendship that's formed and it's like, I want to help work, be a part of this business. Last question for both of you, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, surfers, filmmakers, athletes, celebrities, our parents have an interesting influence on our dreams, our creativity, uh, what they want for us compared to what we want for themselves. And I can't think of two more incredible people to kind of help entrepreneurs make a decision of, you know, deciding to do what they want to do, what support their parents give them. So I was hoping each one of you could kind of describe what influenced your parent. I grew up with a single mom, so she had a saying, doctor, lawyer, or failure. So, you know, for me to even try to be a professional surfer, not that I have the talent, or a filmmaker, not that I have the talent, it was completely out of the question. My mom told me I could do whatever I want after law school. Uh, so I was curious, you know, what parental influence you guys had to follow your dream, uh, you know, because a lot of kids, I think that may or may not have the talent, never really take the step to believe in what they want or have parents that will support them. Well, I'll start Taylor. I mean, look, I I think I speak on, on both of our behalfs that we had very, very supportive uh, parents in our lives. You know, my parents were driving me to surf contests, baseball games, soccer games, you name it across the board. Um, I don't think there's any, <laughs> any business that I've been involved in that my dad was more excited about than the tequila business. That's you know, awesome. he spends a, wait, wait, were spends you any a lot good of time baseball? in Mexico. Wait, were you any good at baseball? Uh, I mean, little league was the, was the yeah. end of my career. You know? my, my best football player, you know, we went to Patrick Henry, had a ton of pros, but Robbie Blake, who's one of a great surfers from San Diego, he, uh, he was the best quarterback I've ever seen, but quit his junior year to go surf. So I, I had to add that in there. <laughs> right, right. right That's on. great. But yeah, my dad, my mom and dad spent a lot of time in Mexico. And I told him we we're starting a tequila company. He was like, okay, uh, I got to test this out here, you know? Like, you know, right and so he's, he's been our biggest critic. He's like, he loves it. He supports it. He's a huge fan. And he has been my whole life. And um, yeah, Taylor, you, you can speak on your parents' behalf. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think, um, just as far as my, my, my dad had an interesting way of inspiring me to sort of get out there and do what, what I find my passion. And he would call me a poor specimen. And I, 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 um, he's like, get out, get outside, you poor specimen, do something. <laughs> and, and so for me, it was that sort of, um, prodding and sort of, uh, element that really got me trying to do more stuff outside. And I even use that as my company name for, for a long time. Um, but you know, when I found my passion making films, my parents supported, they helped fund my first movie and I paid them back, but it was, um, you know, without their support, I wouldn't have been able to go and as an 18 year old, um, to all these places and, and, and basically, um, you know, make films. And so once that happened, they, you know, I, I guess like as a parent, like um, I think about 
my kids and, and, and what, what, what advice to give them? Because it's very difficult to sort of follow in mine or Rob's footsteps because we were very lucky to early on find our, find our calling and, and run with it. And so I just want them to sort of be pushing, not for financial success, but for success in the way of finding something that feel, they feel fulfilled and they feel inspired by. Um, I think money will follow that. And people like to follow leaders that are doing something that they love and are, are driven by that. But, but not, not to, to just chase sort of the obvious of financial gain, but, but follow something that will inspire them and, and you know, success will follow. I love our children come through us, not for us. And when we allow them to pursue their potentials, it's amazing what happens. And I, I love the nuance of par parents because sometimes, you know, like Reggie Bush, who's from San Diego, his whole career was driven to prove that he was better than his father, uh, you know? And so there's this dynamic that I find fascinating how parents play such a critical role in our own successes. And, you know, tequila has been a calling of mine since Putabunda, Mexico, since I was 12. So I'm very excited to be one of your taste testers. If you ever need an extra palate, I'm here for you as an experienced connoisseur. So very excited about what Salento does and what you guys are doing. It's an honor and a privilege to have you uh, here with me. This is David Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.